You don't know this, Mike, but Chris called us last night to prep us, and he was like, I need us to be prepared. And he sent us five videos of you. He's like, do <laughs> not. No, you did. <laughs> He's like, do not I watched embarrass them all. me. That's what he said. What? I said, do not yes. screw this up. Do not <laughs> screw this up. All right, three, <laughs> two, one. Got it. Make sure his coffee is yeah. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> three ice cubes, no more, no less. All right, welcome back to the Decent Humans podcast. I'm Chris. Evan. I'm Jenny. And today we have a special guest. Michael. <laughs> what an introduction. Michael yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got eight-time professional baseball player. Just converted to starting pitcher this year. Uh, seven years with the Cincinnati Reds. One year with Anaheim Angels. Yeah. Michael Lorenzen. Hey. Thank you. Welcome. Thank Welcome. You. Yeah, Good thanks, job, sir. Chris. <laughs> no, you did a great job. Good. You can put your note cards away now. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. These guys know nothing about baseball. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm whoa, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> it's all right. I played Little League. I was on the Rockies and the Indians. And hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are the Rockies located? The what? Rockies. <laughs> That John Dendridge full of shit, man. <laughs> where, Colorado Rockies. Where, where are the Indians? They're the the Cleveland oh, Indians. Nice, dude. dude what's, what's their new name? They have a new uh, name? That's a good the, point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget about Admirals? That. No. No. It's close. The, it's right. It, yeah, no, it's the Admirals. It's Guardians. No. Yeah. It's oh, it's the Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not a bad name. It was, it was Little League. This was back in Hawaii. We were the Colorado Rockies and the uh, Cleveland Indians in gotcha. Hawaii. Is that where you grew up in Hawaii? Yeah, Wahoo. Oh, sick. Yeah. We had cool, baseball man. back there. And we didn't play yeah. with like bamboo sticks and stuff, Chris. I know you're thinking that <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not coconuts as balls. I've been yeah. like, yeah. learned with the that. bamboo sticks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dang. Hawaiians yeah. are good good baseball players, man. Yeah, what can I say? How I wasn't many? one of them, but you know, they're, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. How many guys in the league right now? Are there a lot of Hawaiians still? Well, Kurt Suzuki was oh, yeah. my teammate, yeah, yeah. so he he's just a, retired he's a after. He's a catcher. catcher. Shout out Kurt Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese, too. Like yeah. it. Like um, I think he was born and raised in Maui. Oh, wow. But he played like, it was like 16 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Good nice. career. Yeah, man. He's awesome. I missed out. What can I say? I think I have more of a the body for like a Formula One driver or a jockey. <laughs> I was gonna say a jockey. <laughs> one of the two, but you know, I wouldn't put my money on you if you're a jockey. I wouldn't put my money on you if you were anything. <laughs> also, I'd be last place in fantasy football right now. Yeah, that's one league. Yeah, it is. That's one league. Yeah, seriously. All right, so Mike, uh, we know you as a baseball player, but we want to start from the beginning. Um, yeah. Where'd you grow up? What was family life growing up? Yeah, so I grew up in Anaheim, which is why it's cool to play for the Angels. Um, I was, you know, playing in Cincinnati for seven years, and I had a great time there. But um, I really wanted to come home after being yeah. in the Midwest for seven years, and it was like, it was great, but you just feel kind of out of place a little bit because there's nobody out riding a skateboard. There's no one out. Yeah, it's just the it's Midwest just different. Have you guys lived in that? It's just different. Jen, so Jenny's from North Dakota. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just different. So yeah. I grew up in. Southern California. Yeah. So it just felt great to come home, play in front of family, play in front of friends. I uh, grew up in a baseball family. Oldest brother was drafted by the Dodgers back in 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah, as a pitcher. Um, wow. He's 10 years older than me. So when I was eight years old, he was drafted. So mm -hmm. in my mind, it was like, oh, this is a possibility. Yeah. Like, I want to. Do you think that really changed your mindset? Like, having somebody as a mentor. It, you know, older yeah. brother being able to make it like that yeah it made it possible yeah in my mind for sure yeah. so 
it was like have we had scouts come into the house to meet with them so and you're just watching guys come in and they have whatever team they're on the yeah. polo on yeah. and you that's know, gonna be a sitting cool with feeling your, too, yeah yeah and you're just like and then i'm going to little league practice while my brother's in a meeting with you know the did Colorado you, Rockies. And I'm like, man, this is cool. So I'm like going to practice extra, you know, energized yeah. and, you know, wanting to so hopefully you, one day do that. When you were younger, then was that in your mind already that you wanted to do that? Yeah, for sure. I didn't, I had zero backup plan when I was um, young, yeah. when I was young. It's and like then baseball or and, nothing. Yeah. But then as you start to get old, that was when I was really young. And as you start to get older, you realize everyone tells you like what the odds are. Mm-hmm. Like the odds are that you're not going to make it. And yeah. so you're just like, man, oh man, I don't know if I'm... And then you have, you know, some... You're playing on teams where other kids are more developed than you at that time. And you're not as good anymore. And mm-hmm. so you're like, oh man, I'm not as good. So there's always, you know, the ups and downs with... Was there ever a time in your early baseball career where you felt like, you know... You're, you're coming into your own and you're like, okay, I actually really see this happening more so than just a dream. It was like, this is, this could happen like in real life. Yeah. I would say I was drafted out of high school as a center fielder, um, by Tampa Bay. And I felt like for sure, school. yeah, that, that's kind of normal okay. in, in baseball. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's normal in baseball, but there's, <laughs> there's a ton of levels. So there's, there's Arizona there's, league, there's rookie ball, there's low A, there's high A. Double A, triple A. So they're like, even though you get drafted, you play for a team. You're talking about batteries right now? Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> That's a good one, dude. That's good. That's good. So, so there's just so many levels. So even though you get drafted out of high school, it doesn't mean you're you're yeah, big, you're, you're like low, lowest to the totem pole, yep. you know. And it's not it's not a fun life, you know, yep. in the minor leagues. You know, you get paid very little mm-hmm. unless you get a huge bonus. You're like you're grinding. I mean, you have five roommates in one apartment, and you're wow. yeah going to the field together. So I decided not to sign, went to college, and then was drafted three years later, which that's, you can't get drafted again until you're 21. So mm-hmm. generally for guys that go to college, it's when, after their junior year. Got it. Um, so, but I want to say like after my, I had a really good freshman year at, a, at Cal State Fullerton, which is a really good baseball school. And so I felt like, all right, like this, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Um, but then I was drafted as a pitcher out of college i wasn't drafted as a center fielder oh so it's kind of yeah kind of crazy but um why because i had a really good arm and um i was told by the team that i'd be um in the major leagues that same year that i got drafted which is very rare yeah so i've always wanted to be a center fielder um like my i told every scout that would come to see me i'm do not draft me as a pitcher. I'm not a pitcher. Yeah. I'm a center fielder. I'm going to be a big league center yeah. fielder. The Reds called and said on draft day that they would like to see me in the big leagues that same year they drafted me. So I'm like, I'm about to play UCLA, yeah. and I have this major league team telling me that I'm going to be in the major leagues in about two months, setting up behind one of the greatest closers of all time, yeah. and like pitching out of the bull, out of that same bullpen. It's like, how do how do I turn that down? Yeah. So I chose to get drafted. To allow them to draft me as a pitcher, and then that's kind of been my journey. Really? It's, yeah, as a pitcher. So it, you didn't even set out on a journey. Is that typical for baseball players, again, coming into yeah, this no, of course. Yeah, little to no knowledge? Yeah. Um, is that typical for your you know baseball players to have multiple positions, and then they kind of find their way, or even get developed in a certain one? Is it, usually, um, guys get way more specialized yeah. in, in early on. So like pitchers just pitch. Yeah. And so that they usually play one position. 
I'm not a fan of it, um, of the specialization of it, because I feel like it's taken away from the athleticism of guys. But um, like Shohei Otani, mm. my teammate with yeah, I love yeah, that yeah guy. you love yeah, that guy. He's my, number <laughs> yes. one. Like it goes, Mike Lorenzen, Shohei. <laughs> Shohei. 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 Well, well, people that know him, Shohei. <laughs> hey, Show. Uh, so, but yeah. Yeah, like if he wouldn't listen to everyone saying, you know, if he grew up here and it was like, no, you can only do one thing, we wouldn't have a Shohei Otani, yeah. you know. But the fact that he didn't have that forced pressure to say, no, you got to pick one, you got to do this. Maybe he did. I don't know his childhood, but maybe he did and maybe he said, I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Um, so he um, – but, yeah, I think having him do what he's doing is going to have – we're going to have see more kids doing more – Position like well versed in it, well versed in different positions. And, well, because I also yeah. think, and again, this is me kind of going based off the knowledge of like movies that I watch that have baseball in them, and then especially for pitchers, their arms get worn out. And yeah. I feel like if that's your specialty and you yeah. started in high school or even before, yeah, I feel like you're more likely to get more worn out if you're more versatile. You Not if you watched been... his workout. This is true. <laughs> Chris has been bragging about your workout. Have I? Like br- bragging about him. I'm not trying to swing my arm here like this. I'm swinging it with my body, a loose arm, I'm letting the blood flow. I'm gonna think like, this is where the arm ends here. But if you include the scap with it, I'm trying to feel the scap move as I'm doing these arm circles with the dead arm and letting my, the blood kind of rush to my hand, letting my wingspan lengthen out. I've been bragging about your biceps, but you know. <laughs> Chris has been saying that you have like intense workouts and then I know that you have actually like specialty workouts that you have. Yeah, yeah, it's evolving for sure. Um, yeah, just like just like the journey you try and I always say like I don't know all the information, but with what I do have, I'm trying to make the best of it, mm-hmm. right? And so like early on, you know, it's all about getting bigger and trying to develop. You're younger, you want to develop your body, you want to get bigger, you want to get stronger, you mm-hmm. want to get faster. So, and like you're 18, 19, 20, 21, your body's recovering really fast. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. taking advantage of being able to lift max out mm-hmm. and show up the next day and like feel pretty Dude. good. You know yeah. what I mean? So I felt like I wanted to get as strong as I possibly could when I was younger. But then the more knowledge that I get, you're like, okay, mobility is a big deal. And then you get older and you're like, wow, my body's changing some. And then you start diving into nutrition. How can I make certain adjustments? Because like when things stop working, you have to improvise Mm. and you have to like okay i gotta go and learn more information and so like my diet's changed a ton my workouts have changed a ton i've i still do the same type of workouts but i um the workouts that i used to do when i was younger i do them early on in the off season like that's my early on off season like get really strong and then and then i ease the heavier lifting stuff yeah exactly season and then i go into like okay now that i'm really strong and i feel good i feel sturdy like let's start building in the mobility and the other stuff that i've learned But um, Evans you know. really, he's asking this because he's going to start implementing. All this <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to get back he's in just, shape. Yeah. 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 Trying to get there. Yeah. All right, what's Michael? <laughs> he's really mentally <laughs> taking yeah. notes right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the mindset um, to always want to continually get better and better? Uh, where did that start? Like, how do yeah. you think your childhood shaped the way that you think now and how you approach? Uh, maximizing what you have yeah so yeah just like a growth mindset um, which me and him have had a ton of conversations on this and it's it started when I was really young because so there 
in travel ball in Southern California, you play every weekend. You're playing. And it's like double headers, triple headers. You're playing a lot of games. Because mm-hmm. the weather's so nice. Mm-hmm. Parents want their kids to play. And so there was like a like a three-week period, maybe a month, month and a half, whatever it was, where we didn't have any tournaments. And so I had a pool in my backyard. And our whole warm-up, we would do like high knees, but all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Shuffles as a warm-up when I was like 12 years old. And I would do them in the shallow end of the pool. This is you at 12 years this old? At 12. Oh, my God. I wasn't doing that at 12. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Dude, I think I was, like, hiding donuts from my parents at 12 years old. I mean, I, 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 if I was in the pool, I'd probably just be bobbing there. Like, yeah, I yeah. Think I could be doing high I, mean, I had plenty of that, too, but, but yeah. That you would even, like, That's, have the mindset to, like, know to attack. I don't know where I... Is it because you baseball I, family, sports family? I guess so. Your dad instilled it, your mom instilled it in you? Yeah, I... I don't know why I just thought. Huh, I was let me try this by your older brothers. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah, like how do I? How do I? I don't know why. It just. I'm like. I think this will work. Let me just try this in the pool. So I did it in the pool. Did sprints in the pool. I might have seen it on you know Rocky oh, yeah. YouTube or yeah Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, he does in Rocky too. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it wasn't even out yet. So I tried it. Is <laughs> <laughs> it like 45, 50 yeah. years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so uh, you're older than me. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a hit movie oh, when you dang. were seven. <laughs> so I tried it, and then we went and played a tournament. Yeah. And when I was doing the sprints, and my coach was like, "Hey, did you get faster?" And in my mind, I was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Yeah. I think I I feel faster." And so that like just this light bulb went off. Like, dang, I can get better and improve and. I could do it on my own. Yeah. I don't need anyone around. So it, you didn't have anybody telling you what to do at that point. You didn't have a strength and conditioning coach. No. Like was your dad kind of teaching you? Your brothers? Teaching no. You? My dad left early on yeah. when I was in elementary school, mm. um, like fifth grade. But um, yeah, I had, I just had brothers to watch, and like yeah. I, I was obsessed with with base. I mean, I was obsessed with it. Watched yeah. every game. So like would try and I don't know. I would stand in front of the TV and like take at bats against yeah it was just like i was, no, dude, I, was I was just obsessed with it all dude i did the same thing but it was with power rangers that, <laughs> yeah. that didn't turn out too well yeah. <laughs> like yeah there was like legends that like rafael palmero which yeah. um you know back then was just an absolute legend um before everything came out about like all the steroids and stuff but mm. that his dad would make him squeeze a tennis ball while watching a baseball game mm-hmm. and so i grab a tennis ball and just like squeezing it every yeah so just like crazy who's stuff your, like who's that. your favorite player growing up uh jim edmonds which obviously you guys don't know who that is but he made like one of the best catches ever to yeah. be made and so it's like an awesome catch you know diving you can't see the ball he's running back towards the fence and he dives like this and somehow he catches it and it's like full layout and he played for the Angels when he did it. Okay. And he was a center fielder. Is so. Angels your like dream team to play for, or? Yeah, they definitely were for really? sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you're that's like awesome. Really yeah. stoked to be. Oh playing. man, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It's like one of those kind of full circle moments oh, of just man. like going from the kid standing from the TV, yeah. imagining playing on the Angels to now yeah. pitching. Yeah, it was awesome. I think my yeah, brother being drafted by the Dodgers mm-hmm. though kind of like made me less of a. Like, I couldn't be super obsessed with the Angels because my brother was in the minor yeah, leagues with yeah. the Dodgers. Sure. But it was like, yeah. The, I grew up five minutes from the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so. your, um, your brother didn't play anymore? No. No. He ended not. up getting surgery in his elbow. Oh, and, okay. yeah. yeah. Tommy John surgery is what it's called. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I just wasn't able to rehab it. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's probably another reason why you probably take your fitness so seriously, right? For sure. Yeah. For sure. So you just, I look at things like in the long game, like, okay, if I can take care of my body really well, if I can, you know, age as slowly as I possibly can with the information that I have, mm -hmm. that means I can stick around this game, you know, for longer than most. For sure. And with, you know, major league salary, I mean, even like a, a lower salary, if you can stick around for a long time, you're, you're setting yeah. up your family for life. So what like is even that, 10 years, do you have to be in the league for 10 years uh, for a full pension? For a full, yeah. yeah full so pension. I'm, I'm going to go into my ninth season next year. And like, for me, it's just even you hear about all the massive mega deals like, Oh, this guy signed for 325 million. This guy signed for a hundred million. This guy signed for whatever. And it's like, if you play for a really long time, you don't have to sign a mega deal, you know, as in long order as you to like survive. Yeah. So if you're just, <clears throat> if you're smart with your body, you're smart with your money, yeah. you're smart with like, you know, improving your mind too and, mm. and learning because, you know, you're getting a ton of experience as well. So if you can match, I always say if I can match the experience that I have now with the body, you know, that I had when I was 25, mm. then you're in good shape. Yeah, you're in good shape. So if I can take care of my body well and age slowly, then maybe I can make that happen. You know, sure. do many players make it the 10 years? No, it's very, really? it's pretty rare. I think I forget the percentage, but it's a very small percentage. Mm -hmm. I think average is like two or three. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah damn injuries mainly for yeah injuries and then i think the guys like that pop up for like a week bring that average down mm -hmm. a lot but there's a lot of guys that will like pop up to the big leagues for like a week yeah. because someone goes down or oh, you I know see. for yeah, 10 I days see, and so they come in and that's the only time they they see the major yeah. of the major leagues so it's it's tough um people say it's like easy to make it tough to stay around to stick around okay yeah 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 uh, it's not easy to make it yeah no, it's not no, easy no, to make no. it no. yeah, yeah. So taking it back a little bit, I want to talk about kind of where you were mentally because you said you're doing center field yeah. and then you get drafted as a pitcher, yeah. how we get developed as a pitcher. Yeah. But I'm sure the amount of stress and where your mindset has to be is completely oh. different than being a center fielder versus a pitcher. What was that? It's like? an, it's insane. So yeah. pitching is is I feel it's a quarterback. It, it's right? insane. I mean, it's, I mean, it's insane. So I actually the Reds let me play center field for seven starts in 2019 in September. So I actually got to be a big league center fielder. Yeah. Um, and so that it doesn't even compare to pitching. It, mm. it doesn't compare <laughs> like the adrenaline that you feel, the nausea that you feel is like <laughs> you're getting ready yeah. for the game to start. Yeah. Yeah. And like the stuff that your body does, like if it's cold anywhere, you're like, you're feeling it. You're like, kind of shaking because you like you're like dang this is like i'm nervous or i'm scared but it's just my adrenaline is running so it's going i'm going crazy it's kind of cold and you're like kind of shivering you're like, Wait, do you do anything sucks. to try and stay calm in those i mean situations? you breathe but i also i also know like okay my body's gonna feel extra good like you know what i mean it's fight or flight <laughs> yeah. and like the adrenaline kind of eases the aches and pains that yeah. you might be yeah, normally right. feeling so i kind of it's all perspective mm -hmm. so if you freak out and you look at it as like oh this is anxiety mm -hmm. then yeah it's, you're probably gonna you know shell up and not do well because you're gonna try and like calm yourself down and then you're gonna get too calm or you're gonna try and like not show any emotion mm -hmm. and then so you go that way but i'd rather like kind of accept it and um know like oh my arm's gonna feel even better because i'm you know this do much you, adrenaline going do you do anything in your off time to like also like maintain that like mentality yeah so that's a good point. So I'm I'm trying to add implement more things in my like bullpens. Bullpens are when you practice off the mound. Mm. So the things 
pitching is different too because you can't just go like as a hitter you can go take a thousand swings a day and you're fine you got to take care of your arms you mm-hmm. only have so many bullets a day that you yeah. can throw so you can't really get you're not you can't get on a mound every day you, you know it's like get off the mound two two to three days off get off the mound two to three days off and you have like 30 40 pitches you know what mm-hmm. i mean so you have to be really um focused with what you're doing when you get off the mound so i want to add a lot more high stakes stuff in my bullpen to like match that like adrenaline. Yeah. Oh, and how do you do yeah. that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> get, get someone standing on the side like, go on. Just, I don't know. Do you, you make high? Ear. Do you make Evan's like high? Yeah. 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 No. no. So it's not going to be any of that. It's going to be more Pitcher, of like. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> it's going to be more like high leverage stakes, like yeah. high. Yeah. Like. If I don't, if I miss my spot, do I have to give this guy your car? For, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm there. Yeah, you're there. So it's like I'll take that bet. So any, anything else that you do just to kind of bring your mind at ease or anything, just on the off time? Um, man, a lot of I would say just learning different uh, breathing techniques. Yeah. Do you um, do like visualization, like all that? A ton stuff? of visualization. Um, I used to do a lot more early on than what I do now. Um isn't good or bad but um yeah i used to do a ton of visualization to just i would i would use try and use all of my senses when i would do visualization so like feel the dirt under under my cleats hear the fans Mm -hmm. like um feel the baseball in my hand like kind of flipping it a little bit hearing the did i say hearing the fans i think i think tough mental practice i think evan wants to evan wants to be taken through a whole process well i'm like like visualizing it right now yeah right yeah 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 (laughs) and so yeah like getting the sign yeah think of that yeah (laughs) seven-year-old evan for the rockies so (laughs) that's like yeah yeah, right field (laughs) the picking flowers yeah (laughs) exactly one thing i do like to do though is like anchor points yeah. So like usually when I'm on the mound and I'm getting my sign, I'm looking like at this angle. And so rather than closing my eyes, I'll find something to look at. So like right now there's a set of keys right there on the table yeah. and there's like a little, um, probably get in fob. and out of a fob. And so I would stare at that cause it's like kind of the same as like me getting a sign from the catcher and mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll kind of run through all of it with my eyes open. Okay. And so, oh. and, and yeah. this is off the mound. You'll just be doing this on your own time. Yeah, I could, I could do it right now as we're doing this if i get bored yeah. <laughs> we just see mike just yeah. face out it's like what's good oh, he's no. yeah. <laughs> he's going down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah between innings i'll do it yeah. sometimes so i feel myself like wandering a little bit my wind wander my mind wandering or getting tired yeah. then i'll find like a to lock back in. something to yeah. lock back in on like right because it kind of you try and match that adrenaline too you mm-hmm. can really like turn it these, on like that yeah because your your mind associates like my my head and my visual like what i'm looking at it if i put myself in that spot it'll bring back those emotions so i could get my adrenaline flowing pretty high that's crazy when i'm like just doing that and put in a really good hitter put in a big situation have you ever seen the movie of course i'm going to relate it back to have you ever seen the movie wanted uh with angelina jolie uh, yes i love that movie you sorry i really this? love that movie yeah wanted i never it sounds- morgan, morgan freeman's it they're like a group of assassins and they can yeah. bend bullets oh yeah 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 i i I wouldn't be able to tell you much about it. It's been a while. Anyways, yeah. In that movie, what they do is they can channel their adrenaline to slow things down. And what you're saying sounds yeah. very similar to that. And what you do is like, instead of taking your adrenaline in and seeing it as anxiety or yeah. stress, you like you're able embrace to channel it. it, embrace it, exactly. and then you're able to utilize it 
and for sure. get you through a, a game. For sure. That's. I wish I could embrace Shoot, man. my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How would you correlate yeah. that to the day-to-day, like the everyday person? Like, what can you relate that to? Like, let's just say a business owner, for example. Yeah. Is, so there's different, like, there's different experiences, right, that we go through. And I think when we, when we're in that, in a certain situation, it brings about the same emotion emotion the same response Mm -hmm. i guess so like i used to have um this issue with i had this issue because i was so new to pitching that um everyone i was second guessing everything everyone was second guessing everything that i did because i didn't do everything like a pitcher so they're like you know you need to be more like a pitcher i'm like well i'm not i'm an athlete like i'm not going to look like every other pitcher i just started pitching two years ago and i feel like i'm Actually, actually better. Like look like a pitcher. Like there's just a diff. There's like a certain way that a pitcher flows. There's a certain way, you know, and I, I kind of look like I just threw from the outfield, like an athlete, you know, and I just threw really hard. So people are always trying to mold me into like more looking like more like a pitcher rather than let me just embrace the fact that I'm a really good athlete and I'm going to, I'm gifted like, and I'm going to, and I work hard and like, I'm just going to trust it. Yeah. So. I used to have this issue. So when you throw bullpens, say I'm throwing a bullpen here, the mm-hmm. pitching coach usually stands like right here. Mm-hmm. So I so I used to have this like, man, I'm really going through like constantly second guessing everything that I'm doing. I feel like the coaching staff second guessing me. So we had an anchor point like set up kind of like right here to me be able to sense mm-hmm. something. And I would like, instead of avoiding the emotion, I would go to the emotion of like, okay, we're going to like, I'm going to feel like I'm really second guessing myself, feeling like the whole, this coach right here that's standing right here is like, just like, what is this guy doing right now? You know, like just stuff like that and like really go to it. And really you understand that all the answers are, you have all the answers to them and you start working through like different perspectives. Like, yeah, like he can, you know, think that, but is it more of me putting it on myself, you know? do I just need to try? And like, I don't know what answers you'll come to, but Mm -hmm. for me, it's helped me be able to like change the perspective of like, while putting an anchor there though, just to bring those emotions back up, running to them and letting your brain kind of figure out exactly how to solve that problem. So like you could do that with anything, Mm -hmm. whatever you're having, like certain doubts or questioning things. Yeah. You're like, okay, where is that coming from? How'd you train yourself to do that? Because I feel like in most people's lives, mm-hmm. cause I know I deal with that obviously yeah. not in professional sports. Um, I'm not an athlete, um, <laughs> but like I have my own doubts, my own questions. And you know, I like, Oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing this? Like even when I was trying to get into grad school, I was taking a GMAT mm-hmm. and the whole premise of the GMAT test is as you're taking it, the better you do, the harder the questions get. Yeah. If you do bad, yeah, the yeah, easier yeah. the questions yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm going through my GMAT and like, wait, this question seems easier than the last question. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and so you start doubting yourself and questioning yourself and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So how did you train your, your mind to be able to I mean, see it, notice it and kind of solve it? Like you were saying. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you, I, go ahead. Do you think faith comes into play in this? Oh, for sure. So like, ultimately I know everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So that's like number one is like, you know, I Romans eight twenty eight. not, you know, but it's like all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So I just know like no matter the situation, whether from my eyes, if it looks bad, mm-hmm. like all things work together for the good. So like we know all the time when one door closes, other like everyone knows that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another door that can open and, 
So my whole life is geared towards with that, just having that perspective ultimately is my foundation of like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Is it going to be the way I drew it up? Exactly. Maybe not, you know? And so like the struggle there is like me just giving, like not trying to make things happen all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, not trying to like like control. Exactly. Just giving up, giving up control to the one who has a perfect purpose, perfect plan in Mm -hmm. place. And it's like, okay, whatever happens, I'm, happy with whatever happens i'm gonna try and go this route mm-hmm. but if i get roadblocks it's not gonna ruin my life you know what i mean i'm, I'm yeah. gonna trust that okay there's a different path for me i'm not gonna try and like bust through that which i've had issues with that because having that growth mindset you're like no you got to work towards yeah. Yeah. what you want but just sometimes that's just not for me what god has in store for me mm-hmm. and so i having that to be able to trust in that is just i mean I think it's so tough for people who don't have that to like go th- walk through life yeah, and like to know like all things work to the, to the good, work yep. for the good and everything's going to be okay no matter how crazy, no matter how insane, no matter how terrible it might mm-hmm. seem, I can just be calm in the storm, you yep. know? I love that. Uh, is that a new mindset or is that something you've always had? Because you said even growing up, like I imagine you in the pool, like, 12 years old, you're <laughs> doing your high knees, you're squeezing your tennis ball. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, love yeah. how, I love how Mike just took it to like super inspirational yeah. and probably squeezing his tennis ball. Um, yeah, that sounded weird. But I said it all together. And also I said, I imagine you as a 12-year-old in the pool. That also sounds weird. But you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh, being that ultra-competitive person growing yeah. up, it, it sounds like, especially having older brother, brothers that are competitive and they're, they're getting drafted, I'm sure you were faced with that mindset was something that you developed, but I'm sure you had the hardships getting into that, like the low places of things may not be going my way and then how to navigate yourself around those as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm still learning how to do it, man. It's never, we're never, we're never going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you know, find yourself in situations where, man, I just handled this one situation really well and like with grace and, stuff and then now i'm in this situation i'm panicking Mm -hmm. but you're just kind of learning like um do you think can you talk about any hardships you had growing up that stick out that might have molded you to have the mindset today oh man there's just there's just so many like in 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 everyday life but um i'm trying to think of of one i just remember one like just thinking having I have all these scouts at the game. I'm in high school and I didn't perform as well as, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to. And I'm like, why, you know, why? Like I work hard. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I think I I feel like I try and be kind to everyone. And like, I'm not doing all this stuff. Like, why didn't that work out? Why didn't that work out? And it's, you play that game a ton. Yeah. And it's like, man, it just, it didn't work out. It's fine. Like this isn't the end all be all today. Isn't like, you know, isn't the end all be all. And so I still have to, focus on all that too and i think a lot of it comes from comparing ourselves to other people like what worked out for this guy so like that's what we're comparing it to of like oh i will this guy just went four for five when all the scouts were there and did all this stuff Mm -hmm. but i did not do that and that those thoughts come from comparing yourself to like someone else yeah so i think when we stop comparing ourselves and stop you know i think it's i think it truly is like envy and it may not come from like a dark place but more of just like a 
It's just natural. Yeah, it's, yeah. Natural. it's, it's natural. It's competitive. It's, it's, it's yeah, competition. Yeah, it's human competitive. nature. It's I human think nature. to yeah. want things that other people have and Ex- need to battle or compare that yourself daily. Uh, yeah. how their performance yeah. was. If yeah. exactly, and so what it made me develop was just a, a really good process to trust. Yeah, and like it's not the results aren't always going to be in your favor, but if your process, if you find a really good process, which takes time to develop. Mm-hmm. If you find a really good process, you can trust that that process is going to work out for you more times than not. Yeah. And process on the day to day is what you're talking about. Like, can you walk us through your, your sort of process on the day to day off season, regular season, whatever, when it comes to training, uh, would you say, or like just no, it, uh, mentally preparing for the day in general, like yeah. that foundation, that structure that you go through. Every do you have day. like routines that you follow? Yeah. So me and my wife, we do, coffee breakfast and a bible study every morning just to like get our minds right so we we think of you know physical food and spiritual food so the bible to us is spiritual food and it's like how do you go about your day without physical food like Mm -hmm. why would i go about my day without spiritual food so like for me i want to you know get my spiritual food in me too Mm -hmm. so i can now go about my day and try and apply what i'm reading you know i'm Mm -hmm. not just like reading it and, and that's why like reading at night is great for me but when you read in the morning, it's like, well, now you can go retain out and, it and, yeah, go, retain do it, it and right? go and go live it out mm-hmm. a little bit. So that's going to be a part of my day. And then there's going to be exercise. That's, you know, part of my day because that's my job. Um, and then really just, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the foundation of my day right mm-hmm. there. Is it, It's going to be um, wake up <laughs> and have some physical and spiritual food go lift, go do my baseball stuff. And then it's kind of like, like really spend or, good yeah. family time. Yeah. That's a big deal. Do you um, have any like out? I know we've talked about you found your outlet with like surfing and mm. stuff. Do you have any outlets that's outside of like sports and stuff that yeah. you turn to? Yeah. The, it. So I didn't really get to have like the childhood, I guess that everyone had. Cause yeah, so you're doing high knees in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I was gone, I want to say from 16, when I was 16 years old, every year after that, I was gone every summer playing baseball. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's like just, when I get home, when I would play in Cincinnati, it was like I would crave to get home so I could just have hobbies, go golf and go get in the water. And I'm not, I won't say what, what the, skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little scared to say that. Um <laughs> And like, just do all these different things, like all these hobbies that I didn't really get to do when I was younger. Yeah. I like doing like MMA stuff and boxing and, um, but yeah, like I going to the mountains, there's just all these different things mm-hmm. that I've realized, like you I didn't, I missed out on and I'm like, they're pulling me like during the season. Yeah. I'm like, man, I need to, I want to go do this, but like, way, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think it's kind of a beautiful thing. Like, yes, you may have missed out on them earlier in your life but you were so dedicated to get where you wanted your dream your goal you got there and then now you're able to go back on the off season and get to enjoy it Mm -hmm. and do it your way with your family like that's gonna be a beautiful thing no regrets at all yeah no regrets no regrets yes (laughs) at all yeah yeah so you you were mentioning this is going back a little bit but i kind of just want to because i got like little goosebumps when you're talking about like feeling the dirt you hearing the fans <laughs> okay. like throwing up the ball Jesus. like feeling the tennis ball not the tennis oh, ball okay. no, I didn't <laughs> uh, but it's just like can you can you talk about that kind of the first time you got on the mound in a major league baseball game because i'm sure yeah. that's got to been 
That's yeah. a real feeling. So it's kind of a funny story, actually, because um, I was trying to, like we talked about, slow things down. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it speeds up when you like crazy. You got to slow down, man. Slow mm-hmm. down. So I'm like, of course, me, Mr. Prepared and like all this stuff. I'm like ready for that. All right, slow yeah. it down. Slow yeah. it down. So I'm warming up in the outfield and getting ready to go to the bullpen to go throw, get ready for the game. And the pitching coach is like, hey, man, you have like seven minutes before you got to be in the dugout. And mm. we have a national anthem that's like, you know, two minutes. Yeah. So I really have like five minutes. I'm like, what? I'm like out there just slow down. You know what I mean? It's like, slow down. Yeah. And I'm like, wait. Me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Split. What? So I'm like, literally my first yeah. start ever. I am rapid fire. <laughs> the complete opposite of what you wanted. The com- throwing yeah. every pitch. And I'm like, why didn't he tell me this yeah. as I'm out in the outfield playing yeah. catch for however long I did? Like, <laughs> hey, the time is this. Like, You're if you like, want to. Man, that Mike Lorenzen guy, he's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> like, the, like, but you not even ready. To but go. you tell me right when I get on the mound, you hand me the ball. Hey, man, you have like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that your job to like keep me? Okay, so, um, anyways, I'm gassed. Yes. I mean, I am gassed. I'm trying to throw all my pitches, and I'm exhausted. I'm already sweating like crazy. I'm walking to the dugout, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go out and pitch, and I'm exhausted already before I even throw my first pitch. Yeah. And so I literally I take a seat on the bench for three seconds to like get up and have to go out there and pitch and I'm exhausted. Yep. And I, I remember my v, my fastball velo. Usually it's like you make your debut, you're throwing harder because you're yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. My velo was way down. <laughs> um, fastball coming in at yeah. 52 miles per hour. It dribbles across. Yeah. I remember someone told me that. Uh, so Pete Rose is like an absolute legend and yeah. is a is a hit king um but he's got like you know he was the one who was betting on baseball when he was playing yeah, and stuff okay. like that um he says he wasn't so i don't i'll let him <laughs> allegedly <laughs> allegedly so um but he's he's the hit king and i think he was at the game and there, and i think someone told me like he was saying like i thought this guy threw hard <laughs> like, i was like oh, oh man no. i disappointed him um, yeah Yes, because I was exhausted. Yeah. And so... Um, what did you... Like three, four innings? I went five innings, five innings. Gave up three runs. Um, but quality, it was... it was So it was like a Thursday day game, mm-hmm. which no one goes to. So yeah. the stadium was completely empty. Um, so it wasn't like... It was it was incredible, though, because usually in the minor leagues, you don't get a third deck until you get to the big leagues. Okay. So it's like first deck, second deck. That's like the minor leagues, mm-hmm. you know. And then in the big leagues, it's like... Third the, deck, yeah. way up. You got the buildings, and you know what I mean. So yeah. it was like, dang, this Skylights, is this is everything. this is crazy. Yeah. But then my second start was in Pittsburgh, um, and that's when I got my first win, and that was like a more of a packed stadium, and like my adrenaline was flowing. I wasn't. You weren't gassed. I wasn't gassed before I went out there, <laughs> but I think I, I gave up like a leadoff home run though, and I was like, that was one time where, in my mind, I gave up a leadoff home run. Um, and to Starling Marte, which was someone who I really liked, because I was an outfielder, so I know I knew all the outfielders, mm-hmm. right? And so I used to watch all their home run highlights. And now I'm pitching to them, like, dude, I've seen you guys hit way too many home runs in my head <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to like be having to pitch against you now. Yeah. And so um, he hits a leadoff home run. It was like it was either he was either first or second hitter. He hit a home run off me, and I told myself like, all right, you could either like crumble here or like and think like, oh, you don't belong, or you just keep going. Yeah. and see what happens and i was able to like get my mind right and, like just keep going see what happens and i ended up going like six and two thirds or something like that and got the win yeah so yeah it was Sick. cool do you ever like is there a lot of 
like fan pressure to do do you like succumb to like all that anxiety ever all the outside honestly yeah yeah. so that only comes through social media really yeah 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 Yeah. only through social media on social media oh man really yeah so what's, I told what's my the worst platform Twitter. Platform? Twitter's the yeah. Twitter's oh, the Twitter worst. Twitter's the worst. I actually deleted my Twitter for well, just like off my phone for this season. I told myself like I gave myself a, that was a gift. If I did this, like my treat was that I was gonna get Twitter was gonna get take Twitter off, off of my it. phone. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, you all right, with dude. Elon buying it? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Twenty dollars for a ver- verification. Eight dollars. No, that's he for, just said- to use it. For verification is twenty dollars per month. Now I don't you know. I don't know. So I've been he off Twitter, know. so he I don't know anything about it. The bird is free. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, but there's man, my rookie year. I you have a bad game, everyone loves you. You have a or you have a good game, everyone loves you. You have a terrible game, and it's yeah. like everyone hates you. Everyone hates you, and then I'm telling you, no matter how mental, no matter how much training you do up here, all this stuff, you go out there, and it's like you walk the first hitter of the game. You're thinking, in your mind, oh crap, here we go again. You know what I mean? Like, it's coming. because you have all that noise. Yeah. You just have all of that noise. And so I didn't experience that once this year. Not once. And I think, I, I couldn't tell you, but from what the GM told me, um, he was like, you know, I know you're probably reading everything. Who cares what everyone says? Like, yeah. so I mean, I'm, there's probably not very many good things said about me when the angels signed me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like guessing based off you're of like, what he said. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was having a great day. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. And he's like, I know you're probably reading every. You're probably reading. You've read everything and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, dang, I guess people don't like that I signed here or something. Like, dang, I didn't know so that, but that no, hometown, no, huh? but it was it was good because I think too what it can what it can bring is like you get this like distaste for the fans mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like really it's just a small percentage of fans that are want to be that way and they're on yeah. social media yeah. it's not everyone mm-hmm. you know what i mean but you can you can look at everyone as if they're all thinking what this small percentage of people on social media are saying and yeah. so for me it was just it made night and day difference to not have my twitter rarely get on my instagram during the season mm-hmm. um you know i've posted less and less and i just think like for my mental health for just everything because like it's just such a roller coaster mm-hmm. and if you add to that the fans are make it even more of a roller coaster and what you're trying to do is like stop the, make the highs a little less high and the lows less low mm-hmm. so you're just trying to like ride this way but you you had that social media pressure those highs are like whoa yeah, yeah. The, they feel good yeah and the lows are literally it's fast. it's insane and baseball you play so much out of the bullpen it would be like i would come in Bases loaded situation, one out, get out of it, not giving up a run in a huge situation. It's like you are like, oh, we're, hero. you're looking at houses and, you know, like, <laughs> dang, like you're on Zillow, like, yeah, just, <laughs> I'm going to be someone. Yeah, like, uh, dang, where am I going to live after that outing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then literally the very next day, yeah. you're in the game and you can't get an out and you gave up four runs and you're yeah. like, Great. Um, I'm going to have to sell my... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's insane, yeah. man. It's insane. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine because I'm sure we've all dealt with like our own social media up and down and stuff, but something on that level. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised like the team doesn't have somebody to help manage that or like some type of collateral damage control or anything or it's <laughs> a good way to put censorship? it censorship yeah you know, or like, <laughs> yeah i don't know you know like one of the teammates has a bad day and just like oh he had it everybody sees him walk in the locker room like hey man yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. just like group hug <laughs> yeah 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 usually like the punching bag works the yeah. best yeah. is like hey you just go to town on that punching bag there i Couple. think it's kind of crazy how just like removing that out of your out of your like 
mindset out of your way that can like completely improve just oh. everything about what you're doing. Yeah, it it really is. I think too because it's just the way you see people, yeah. and so yeah, you just get like it. Like I said, a distaste towards people, and that's like that's not right because not everyone's doing that, mm-hmm. and so it can like you can get into this dark place, and it's it's really just like this fake world that puts mm-hmm. you there. It's mm-hmm. not real life. Yeah. And so I you, really saw the difference. Do you see a lot of guys kind of get wrapped up in it? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Especially for a lot sure. of the younger players, right? For sure. Because yeah. like when you're young and, and I, and I went through it too, when you're young, like you're stoked to be in the big leagues. It's like, like, man, I've been doing, trying to get here since I was super young. I looked up to all these superstars and now like, I like, that's I my, am. it's my time. Yeah. Like yeah. it's fun. So like you want to take advantage of it. And like, it's totally fine. Like you try and take advantage of it. You like any small deal, like you like jump at and you're like, Oh, this is sick. You like mm-hmm. post on social media. Cause it's like, it's your first time. And I totally understand. I think major league baseball should actually take advantage of that in a sense of like the older guys phase out of social media. Cause they're like, all right, we're over it. We've seen through it. We've done it before mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. and that. And like, even me, I was like very like social media, social media, social media is like big, a big deal, big deal. Yeah. And if I'm at the point to where I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't want it anymore. Like I'm, I don't need it. Um, I just think that everyone's going to get to that point. Cause I was like yeah. totally pro social media. So I think that major league baseball should really do like campaigns for all the young guys coming up. It's like, Hey, you like social media. We want to take advantage of you want to be marketed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're going to market you. We're going to let the older guys like they, they, they and that's just they, the, you, that's just the way they do it. You know? We'll pay you as Major League Baseball because you're not getting paid as much as the older guys. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing too. Like when you get more money, like, oh, I don't need these small deals from social sure. media. Yeah. So it's like, all right, let's get our younger guys more ways to make money. We'll promote them. It's a win-win. They make money. Then once they phase out, they're like, yeah, all right, I'm kind of over it. Then we have this new, younger, right. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I just think. A good, a good cycle like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, speaking of new guys, I mean, what about, can you give any advice for anybody you know, the 12 year olds now, the people <laughs> yeah. that want to dream to do what you're doing, any advice you can give to anybody like that or just anybody going after goals in general? Yeah. Just don't let anyone else, and this is cliche, but don't let anyone else tell you what you can or can't do. Mm. I mean, just don't do it. Everyone has told me when I signed with the Reds, they told me I couldn't be a two-way player. Mm-hmm. I couldn't pitch and play center field. And I literally, I said, I think I can, I think I can. Like, I want to do it. I'm going to work as hard as I can to do it. And in my fifth year, I was starting in center field for, you know, a handful of starts and I performed pretty well. You know, I, I performed well with the bat. I did different things. And then they've told me I can't be a starting pitcher. I can't be a starting pitcher. And it's like, I'm going to be a starting pitcher. You know, like you can't tell me what I can and can't do. Like you have no idea. And so when you have, you have the inside information on like where you're at mentally and what you, you know, what you can and can't accomplish, what you're capable of. And no one else knows. Yep. So, like, if you have it in you to do it and to make it happen, you just don't listen to anyone else. Like, yep. you just can't <clears throat> listen to anyone else try and tell you what you can and can't do. That drives me nuts. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's a you're you can be your own worst enemy in yeah. that situation because if you let that noise in and you keep yourself from going after whatever you want to do, then you're holding yourself back. But if yeah. you if because I I don't think it goes without saying or it goes without saying it takes a lot of hard work on top of that. So it's not just going after what you want exactly. and believing in yourself. It's hard work. You got to yeah. be able to so, put that in. So thought. that's what I meant when I was saying like, you have the inside information on mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. Like when I was drafted out of high school as a, as a center fielder, 
there's a lot of people they they offered me a good amount of money and mm-hmm. i decided i didn't come from money at all like single mom um yet zero money mm-hmm. and so i turned down a lot of money had no money to go to college and s- stay broke you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like <laughs> yeah. have no money and so i did that because i knew the work that i was going to put in i knew myself yeah. i knew everything yeah believed in yourself yeah. enough to hold yourself go accountable. I, mm-hmm. yeah and i knew it i'm like and i signed for a lot more money out of college and so that's not always the case where guys turn down a lot of money, they go to college, and then now they're like, they're not even drafted, getting yeah. drafted because they get lazy, stuff like that. So when you have the inside information of who you are as a person, then you get to make those decisions. Um, so that's, yeah, that's what I would say to someone like that. Nice. Um, for, so like for, from anyone looking on the outside, looking in, you would have like, it would be safe to say you have like, a measurable amount of success but we've talked about this a lot before chris right like what is success to you what is success to you yeah what does success look let's just say you've played 10 plus years of major league baseball what is success outside of that Mm -hmm. yeah so for me um yeah there's different yeah there's success in baseball right which i feel like i've barely scratched the surface Mm -hmm. of and a lot of people would say different but it's like i haven't accomplished what i've what i think that i've should be accomplishing. So like for me, I haven't even, I haven't accomplished anything when it comes to that other than just time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just outside of the family, like really being a good husband, raising godly children, teaching them, you know, ways to like navigate this, the world that we live in today. Um, and just really being a solid foundation for the family. Um, I think that's a really big deal. I think it's overlooked in today's culture today's society um and it's kind of looked at as weak rather than like man raising a family is the most important thing that you can do speaking of don't you have a baby coming i do do literally i'm like <laughs> waiting for yeah, yeah, yeah. i could be waiting for i'm waiting for a call wait, like when hey are, when are you due november 9th oh shit like yeah. next week th- th- yeah, yeah. or it's like in a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like three months preemie so you like you can literally come to that yeah yeah so i'm like i got He's my on phone call right now I'm, I'm, speak. yeah that's what my watch is on just that would case, be an so. epic way to close the episode <laughs> yeah i gotta go yeah i'm on my way exactly but we we talked about two success like it's not just about today either but it's about like setting up your kids to be able to teach their kids mm-hmm. you know teach your grandkids and like yeah. more so like setting that foundation towards like oh yeah i got all this money and then you see a lot of like the kids blow it mm-hmm. or the grandkids blow it it's like no i literally i want to teach my for kids generations right for generations mm-hmm. to be able to like handle it handle everything mm-hmm. properly and like when i'm gone it's like oh they just went and did this yeah. and they did that and of course like not everything's gonna be perfect but sure. i want to at least give my kids the tools to be able to Make pass the right it down decisions. yeah to make the right decisions I mike think. this has been very enjoyable and yeah. it, i you may have one more fan and i might watch my very first baseball game wait can nice. we go to a game yeah team out we don't know where he's gonna yeah, be I'm playing a fr- i'm a free agent, agent right, right now, now so he might be oh. right here we'll see that would be ideal for us <laughs> we'll see how, yeah <laughs> thank you so much for coming by yeah man. uh it was a great conversation really enjoyed it uh, I have to do it again at some point. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Thanks for having me, dude. Aww. Thanks, guys. So no, honestly, can I tell one story before we oh, end? Oh, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. I will say, Encore. I want to say, uh, Mike is one of the biggest reasons why I'm even in L.A. Is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. I'm here. He's no, a lot. No, just, just a, a testament to his character. Like He gave me an opportunity to even come out 
to even live in Southern California without even knowing me, like no nothing. Oh really? Yeah, like how did you that's, meet? Yeah, that's right. Because like one of our good friends, Blake, um, oh. was living with Mike and they were training in the off season, and yeah. that's when I was back in Modesto and whatnot. And like, dude, I was like moving. I had no. Did that like the couches you were sleeping on? I well, no. we, I shared a yeah, yeah. yeah basically <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like they had a spot in Laguna Beach. I came down there. Like Mike didn't know me at the time. Um, stayed with them, and then from there moved up to L.A. And yeah. then I was on oh, another that couch. Was like a long time ago. Too. But yeah, that was like, a long time ago. Like, that was yeah. a long 20, 2015 or 16. Damn. No, sorry, 15. Yeah, 15, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, that's Part where it all I'm started. That's, man. Where, that's, <laughs> that's literally where it all started. Yeah. Like before I even moved to LA or anything. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Well, thanks, Mike, for bringing Chris yeah. to Los Angeles. Or no, so or no, Chris no. and his blow dryer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. Hey, I remember Chris, Chris, because we all we had a we had two bedrooms, yeah. one bathroom, this yeah. little place in in Laguna Beach, and oh I told Blake, I'm like, bro, because so I'm a terrible cook. I'm a terrible. I'm, yeah. I'm terrible. So I told Blake, who played with me at Cal State Fullerton, with the Marlins at the time, and I was like, hey, bro, you can you can have a room. You just gotta cook for me. Mm-hmm. Just cook all the food. Yeah. Like, and you can have a room. He's like, all right, cool. So we did that, and then he moves in, and I'm and like, man, our bathroom Dude, this was is a, just this is like the size of this place here, a little bit bigger. It was bigger. Yeah, yeah. Was I mean, just this, but with another bedroom. Yeah, got it. And we had like 14 blow dryers. <laughs> the, I'm like, what do we need? What do we need all these blow dryers for, dude? They're, they they used to they used to blow their blow dry their hair before they went to bed. I mean, I I don't I don't deny that. I remember going to Bonnaroo with this. Is guy. that all right to share? Yeah. <laughs> I already look like an idiot all the time. Sorry, so that's dude. Why. I went to Bonnaroo with this guy for the first time, like after I first to met him. To Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo it's like a, a music festival. Oh, okay, okay. He did a yeah. uh, partnership out there, and I was filming him. And I remember like going there, and he brought like two or three hair dryers, and he's in the bathroom for at least an hour getting rid of. Yeah, that was when man. you had like the big hair. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 A solid four to five inches yeah. just like up here. And I just remember looking at that thing. I was like, it looks like a souffle. If I just collapse, it's collapse. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, funny. Uh, but we love yeah, you, Chris. We Thanks, do, Chris. Yeah, we do. For, for sure. <laughs> I love yeah, stories, dude, yeah. early days of Chris. Yeah. Um, all right, Mike, thank you so much for joining yeah. us today at The Decent Humans. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you haven't yet, please check out Mike Lorenzen. Uh, follow us, subscribe, comment. Who do you want to see next? Thank you so much for hanging out today. <laughs>